0: What's up, everybody? Brad here, back again. It is Friday, which means it's time to do the Sam's report. But before we dive in, uh, in June I'm going to be heading to Washington D.C. for the AvPoint uh, Shift Happens conference, and I'm going to be there hanging out with some other people. It's an enterprise, corporate, digital transformation event, and you can find out more in the in the descriptions with a link to all that. But I will be there. That's happening in June. Should be a good time. Should be a good time. But let's just dive in, shall we? News of the week. First thing on the agenda. Microsoft announced a new Surface Book 2 offering. It's an eighth generation Core i5. Uh, Starts at $1,500 bucks. It's, it, it's pretty much straightforward. The biggest thing to take away from this now is that you get two additional cores for that entry-level price of 1500 bucks, which isn't cheap. But more importantly, Microsoft is obviously updating some components of the Surface Book 2, which means a refresh probably isn't directly on the horizon. So uh, if you've been holding off buying one, that might not be a bad item to dive into, but just keep in mind that it is still a little long in the tooth. Other things happening in the Microsoft camp this week. Uh, Microsoft is making significant updates to Windows Update, how they're going to service Windows 10. They're actually going to make it a lot easier to deal with. Here's what you need to know. Uh, Security patches. You can now delay those up to 35 days. Kind of a nice thing. You know, if there's a bad patch or you just don't feel like patching, you can delay it up to 35 days. The bigger deal are feature updates. Microsoft previously said if your machine was ready, they just shove the feature update on your device Didn't really care what you said uh, if you were a home user. That is changing. Starting with the May update, which we'll get to that in a second, you're not going to be able to delay it as long as your current OS is supported. So depending on the version you're running, um, they're typically supported for about 18 months. There's some differences in there, but keep 18 months as a baseline. As long as the version of Windows 10 you're on is currently supported then you can delay that feature update until you reach the end of the support cycle, and then Microsoft will force the update upon you. But effectively, you can now avoid doing those feature updates for up to 18 months. Very, very good. Uh, The other thing, too, is the other update, the the newest feature update, which is sometimes known as 19H1 or 1903, is going to come out uh, likely at the end of May. Microsoft is changing up how they're testing Windows 10 after a disastrous 1809 release. And so what they're going to do is they're going to take the latest update, put it in the release preview ring, and let it sit there for almost two months. So starting next week, it will become available in the release preview ring. At the end of May, Microsoft will release what they're now calling the May update, a Windows 10 May 2019 update, to be specific to anybody who wants it. Now, guaranteed, you can delay this. You don't have to install it, but it will be available starting at the end of May. Uh, other things happening in the Microsoft camp. Visual Studio 2019 now available. If that makes you happy, you can go grab that. And the other thing that's happening in the Microsoft camp this week, uh, before we dive into gaming here in a few minutes, is ebook store. Microsoft is shutting down their ebook store. I got asked a lot why my book was never in the ebook store on the Microsoft store uh, because it was a pain in the ass to put it in there. That's why. So uh, Microsoft made that process a, a, a serious burden for independent publishers like myself. And so it never happened. And now that they're shutting it down, that doesn't surprise me all that much. Other things happening out in the world. Apple is cutting the price of their HomePod speaker worldwide. Not too surprising. I think Apple's strategy is completely off for the HomePod. They should have been open and allowing everybody to use it. Now, I don't necessarily mean their digital assistants, but like getting like Spotify and other musical services in there. Um, They took the wrong approach. I think this might go down the same path as their Apple Hi-Fi, which lasted in the market for about two years before they removed it. And clearly the HomePod is not selling all that well. Not that big of a surprise. My personal recommendation is if you're going for those internet connected speakers, Grab some Sonos stuff. Again, not super cheap, but extremely flexible, and I quite love it. And the other interesting thing that is happening, Amazon is apparently working on AirPod competitors. Not a big surprise there. And uh, there's a big market to take. Apple's AirPods, while they are quite good, they're not perfect. And again, they only work with iOS devices primarily. I know you can make them work with Android, but we're not going to go down that path. So Amazon comes out with a fashionable piece of earbuds, and they price them right they could have another huge home run because there's a massive open market for that stuff. And of course, there's also a massive open market for charging pads now, now that the air power has been canceled. So... That is kind of a wrap up of some of the bigger tech news of the week, especially in the Microsoft camp. On to games, which I know a lot of people are curious about, and this one is going to make a lot of people happy. This is no surprise at all. I actually knew about this, and then Walking Cat posted it this morning uh, before I had a chance to write it all up. But Microsoft is combining or well, is going to combine Xbox, Game Pass, and Xbox Live Gold. No surprise there. And they're going to call it Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. It'll be $14.99 a month. And they're going to have a special insider program pre-release. that will start at a buck a month until the, it officially launches. But that is called Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. It's combining the two services for a little bit less of a price savings there. Um, and so it, it just makes things easier, right? It didn't make sense to had online services, Xbox Live. And then they had the Game Pass service, Game Pass all by itself. Now you can bundle and save. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, So that's Xbox Game Pass ultimate game bar is getting a huge update and i'm very happy about this for people on the pc who use the game bar uh you now have new audio options you can there's lots of just diff- different ways you can tweak the audio and there's also going to be a spotify widget for those people who keep the jams going while they're playing i'm actually pretty excited by this uh there's also going to be further level of customization to be able now to move and hide certain widgets and they're also going to make it easier to chat with people which is great yeah they they they're, they're It's just, it's a widget world, and Microsoft's making it better. I honestly hope that it comes directly to the Xbox One, which I would have to think is going to happen. The Game Bar is just a really quick way for those not super familiar to record, stream, and interact with things while you're gaming without kind of like jumping around the OS too much. It's a really cool feature. Microsoft has done a good job with this on the Xbox side on the PC. And so I hope we see this stuff move over to the Xbox hardware uh, in the same capacity that we see it on the PC because I quite like it, especially those granular audio controls. That's the one thing that really annoys me uh, about the Xbox One. For example, if you're in a party chat and you have one, one guy or a lady who's really loud and another person who's really quiet, you can't independently adjust each person's volume. I, w- I would love to be able to do that. That would make life for me a lot. Now, also on the gaming side, this is a little bit of calling the kettle black, if you will. Um, There was some big ruckus around Borderlands 3 only being available in the Epic Store once it's released for, uh, whatever, like six months or something like that. And it's not going to be available on Steam right away. And Tim Sweeney, who, who has been a very vocal opponent of Microsoft's gaming initiatives on the PC, especially the Windows Store, is, well, he owns Epic, right? He's a co-founder of it. And um, the fact that they are putting an exclusive title into their store, but that when Microsoft tried to do similar things, he said, oh, that's bad for gaming. Microsoft's going to kill us all. Like, yeah, it it doesn't feel right. I'm going to do a video later on PC gaming, uh, the deeper dive analysis, like I've been doing on the other platforms. People have been asking for it. It's an interesting mix uh, of, don't get me wrong, I love PC gaming. I play a lot of RTS stuff uh, on the PC but it's getting a little fragmented and where's your games and all that stuff and so it's it's whatever it's whatever so those are the big gaming highlights there's some new games with gold stuff but just that xbox game pass ultimate we should be hearing more about pc gaming here soon so uh or the pc game pass experience i should say soon so uh keep that in mind because microsoft is gearing up 4 E3. And I need to pull up the questions here. Every week, uh, we do a Q&A session here. A uh, handful of questions this week, and I always post that up onto thorat.com. Uh, Torch, Torch, oh gosh, Torch, Torch Atlas. Do you think Santorini or slash Windows Lite will eventually replace legacy current day Windows 10? So for those not familiar, Microsoft is working on a Chrome OS competitor called Windows Lite, or its codename is Santorini. And yes, I do. There, well, yes with a with an asterisk if you will the reason why i say that is microsoft has has a plan they're initially going to it's definitely not going to replace all windows 10 day one they're going to launch it and then they're working on legacy app containerization so you can run legacy apps on this eventually that will be containerized and give a modern experience now That is not going to be available, and that is a big undertaking. And so that's not going to be available quite yet. And once they get that available, yes, their intention is that Windows Lite, the new Santorini, is going to expand who it's viable for. Now, for the hardest core of Windows users, like video editing, um, probably even gaming, I would think at least initially for a while, people who like to tinker, there's always going to be the full and proper Windows, because you need that underlying grunt and low-level access that Santorini slash Windows Lite will not provide. So, it will eventually scale up to encompass more users. I mean, imagine, imagine you're uh, you just casually use I don't know some paint applications, some office applications, and you have some old Win legacy apps that you use. Windows Lite will eventually work well for you once they if they meet their vision, but we don't know when that vision is going to fully materialize. We should be learning a lot more about that app built. Uh, Triple Play says, how do you think Microsoft will monetize Project X Cloud? So I think. Uh, There's a couple different ways. One, it could just be a straight pay-for service, right? You just pay a couple bucks a month or whatever, and then you get access to it. Um, More than likely, I think it's going to be bundled in with Game Pass. That seems to make the most sense, right? You can stream all the games in the Game Pass. That seems to be a natural integration. So I bet they have a couple different SKUs initially, but I have to think that it's going to be tied to Game Pass in some capacity, especially this new Game Pass Ultimate would make a lot of sense. Uh, Brendan Hallett says, with Windows Lite primarily being built for UWP and PWA, with Win30 support being possible through some sort of emulation sandboxing, what will the what will be what will it use f- for a browser given the new Edge browser with Chromium support will likely be built on older Windows tech? It is definitely, I've heard going to be using the new edge browser. Now this is an awkwardness because it may not launch with that when we see it first. Microsoft is shifting towards that. So uh he says if it will if it uses the new edge browser, will that be via some sort of emulation layer? But wouldn't that be too slow? I think it will be a native this is this is the awkwardness of Microsoft. He is hitting directly on it because Microsoft for a long time said, hey, uh you have to use Edge HTML and they built it a certain way so that Chrome effectively, wasn't allowed into the store, and we're not going to get into all that details. But now that they're using a new edge that is built uh, on Chromium, will it work on Windows Lite? Because if it does, that means that Chrome should obviously probably work on Windows Lite. Microsoft very well could just kind of software lock that, if they will, kind of like they do with Windows 10 S. So we will see. It was under my impression that the new edge will be part of Windows Lite eventually. So... Uh, Pierre Massey says, Is there any new rumors or inside information about Microsoft 365 for the consumer? Are you sure it will ever exist? Uh, Mary Jo Foley scooped this. I personally have not heard it uh explicitly talked about. So, I don't have any information at this time, but I would expect that they're going to offer something. The same way that they're bundling Xbox Live services together, they can bundle other things like OneDrive and Office and Xbox and all that stuff for the consumer to again bundle and make it a little bit cheaper and a little bit easier to consume. Ross Finney says, "Do you think Steam has a role to play in the next generation of gaming or are they running or are they out of the running?" So, I definitely think they do. Just because streaming is coming online doesn't mean that traditional gaming is gonna go away, right? Streaming is great for mobile devices, for things like that. The best gaming experience is still, at least for the foreseeable future, gonna be localized, right? It's gonna be local on your PC, it's gonna be local on your console. Um, and again, there's nothing really stopping Steam from going to that model if they really wanted to. Obviously, they could walk over to Microsoft, if they're in their, each other's backyards and say, hey, build us a streaming platform, and Microsoft absolutely would do that. So I do think that Steam has a future, it has a massive user base, it has a massive library, and those gamers specifically are going to be looking for the best advantage, which is still going to come from localized gameplay. Um, And I I don't see that shifting anytime soon. I do think that, that streaming services will get really, really dang good, but I do find it hard to believe, at least in the near future, that streaming will provide better performance and latency as a whole package than localized play. Yeah, potentially you could get maybe 1080p, 60 frames per second, but I I struggle to see how mouse input and latency is going to be better uh, streaming as opposed to running it locally, so... I, they do have a future for a while, but they're, they clearly have to be aware of what is happening in that market. And then Vladimir says, do you think that the future of all computing, productivity and gaming will be streamed from the cloud? How long will it take? Is this what Windows Lite is aimed at? I do think that this will eventually be kind of it. Like we just kind of move to a thin client scenario, thin client, meaning that you have a really low Impact low power machine that basically connects to the internet and you stream your desktop. Microsoft actually just instru- introduced their own uh, VDI or virtual desktop infrastructure platform called Windows Virtual Desktop, so that functionality is there. The question is, when will that surpass traditional on? I was going to say on premises, um, local hardware installations. That if you had, if I knew that answer, I'd probably be making some big bets. Uh, but I think that's probably further out than we likely think. It's going to take a long time for everybody to get comfortable with that. And then to actually adopt that is a totally different thing, especially because computing needs are changing, right? A lot of compute doesn't necessarily happen at a, a desktop PC. It happens on a phone, it happens on a tablet. And so, yeah, when, it, when are you going to, I mean, you can't already stream Windows to an iPad if you really want to. You can do it through a browser, but it doesn't make a lot of sense. So, we will. you'll just have to kind of keep your eye on that. I don't think it's something that's going to happen, like, tomorrow. So... All right, guys, that wraps it up for this week. Some big Xbox news, some big Microsoft news, some big uh, stuff going on. And uh, we're going to have a bunch of stuff next week happening, I think, as well. Have yourselves a wonderful week.